Welcome to the Main Side Hustle Podcast with Dre and Alicia. The business and lifestyle podcast for those holding down a nine to five and working that side hustle. If you like what you hear, tap in with us. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give us that five-star rating. In episode 36, we talked to Henry Washington. Henry's a real estate investor out of Arkansas. He's having tremendous success. He's amassed over 60 rental units in a relatively short period of time. He has a great story to share, uh, along with some great information. So I hope you guys enjoy Get some value. Welcome to another episode of the Main Side Hustle Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dre. And I'm Alicia. Today we have an awesome guest. Uh, Mr. Henry Washington. Henry's the founder of Independent Realty Group. Uh, they're based out of out of Arkansas, Springdale. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. So, Henry, I'm going to go ahead and say this, man. You're the first guest we've ever had with no connection to Memphis, Tennessee. So, um, Spreading your wings, huh? I know. Yeah, man. We're kind of spreading, our, spreading our wings a little bit, man. So, thanks for, thanks for getting on with us, man. Oh, man. I'm happy to. Happy to. So you're, you're a real estate investor. So let us know what you're doing. I guess, what's the nine to five? What are you doing, you know, day, you know, day in and day out? What's that? Sure. Uh, so my story goes. So previously, before this nine to five, I had another nine to five that I was at for about 10 years. I worked, I worked for Walmart. So Walmart is headquartered up here in Northwest Arkansas. And, uh, uh, so that's why I moved here. I moved here because I got a job with Walmart and uh, uh, did the corporate IT thing for almost 10 years. And then around uh, the last, you know, three and a half, four years since I've been invested in real estate, I was uh, I started looking for a potential day job in that field, in the real estate space, just so that uh, uh, I mean, frankly, I wanted to get paid to get an education in real estate, right? So um, why not find a job or a career in the field I'm passionate about? Because I just feel like that would be benefit, mutually beneficial, right? Beneficial to the company because I'm passionate about real estate. So I would enjoy what I'm doing and beneficial to myself because, you know, selfishly you get that, you get paid to get that education. So <clears throat> that's hard. I was fortunate enough to to land a job with a, a it's a it's a fund, so they raise capital from uh, investors, and then they go out and buy large apartment buildings uh, throughout the United States. And so I work for them. I help them. I help manage the property managers that manage our properties. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yep, that, that makes a ton of sense. So, so you got into real estate investing mm -hmm. while you're working at, with with Walmart, and you said, "All right, this is what you know, I know. This is what I'm passionate about. So I'm gonna go find a, a full time job in this area while I'm getting into the investing. That's that's such a smart, yeah, super strategic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. Tell me, and I don't want to get this incorrect. So, how many, how many units do you have now? Is it is it over fifty or? Over yeah, 50? 
60, 65, 66, 65, 66, somewhere in there. I was supposed to close on one today, but we had icy roads, so I didn't get to the title company, but I'll close on it tomorrow. Wow. That's awesome. And how long did it take to, um, when did you actually start? Um, and, and also let me, well, let me back up because one of my first questions is, you know, usually you find folks who may do something completely different from what they are doing on the side, so to speak. And so again, you took that, made that decision to get, make sure you're full-time aligned with the real estate piece, obviously for, to pay for school. Um, but now the question is, had you always been interested in real estate? Because there's more than a hop, skip, and a jump from IT, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say, I would say I was, but I didn't know it, right? And, uh, you know, my wife and I, I mean, I was, man, even as long as I could remember, I used to love going to open houses and my wife and I would always stop at open houses and looking at just, I've always been, intrigued with real estate on some level but I didn't I never thought I would benefit financially from being in, intrigued with real estate um so kind of the the story goes I um uh, so it was about almost four years ago now uh when I got started and I got started because uh I got married so quickly so I went from single to married in one year's time and, um, you know, you start having those, um, those married conversations that are different than those single conversations, you know, yeah. what's our, you know, what's your dream house look like and how many kids do you want? And right. All those questions that, okay. uh, are expensive. So, um, I knew that, my spending habits as a single man was not going to afford the lifestyle that I, that I felt like my family, you know, wanted and deserved. Um, and so uh, for lack of a better term, I had a panic attack in the middle of the night <laughs> 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 because I was like, I don't have any money. How, how am I going to do this? <laughs> my credit was, my credit was terrible. I just, I didn't, I didn't have, I mean, we had a thousand dollars in a savings account. That was the extent of the money we had saved. Every dollar we made, we spent. Right. And so I had to, I knew I had to do something. Right. And so I woke up at three in the morning and started Googling like, uh, what are good side hustles and how do you, how do you make, how to make extra money. And, There's and some started, motivation for you right yeah, there. Yeah. And then I started seeing articles about passive income. And so I was reading about that and I learned what passive income was. And then I started seeing like the best ways to get passive income were through real estate. And I was like, literally, this is the thoughts that were going through my head. I was like, oh, I like real estate. And so I watched a, I watched a TED talk by it with a, it was a young kid in the UK. I mean, he was a 20 something and he was just talking about how he quit his nine to five and he's just investing in real estate and he had like 25 units. And that's all he did full time. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just get some rental properties. Like that was literally like thoughts that went through my head. And so uh, once I, once I had that thought, I was like, cool. I went back to sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally thoughts in the night. Yeah. And just, you got up and acted on them. That's the difference between you and a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 
Uh, so the next day I talked to a friend of mine who I knew was a commercial real estate broker, told her what I was wanting to do. And she was all for it. She gave me a box of books, um, told me to pick one, picked Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that got me super hyped about real estate. And then that's after reading that, I was like, all right, this is it. I know this is it. This is how I'm gonna change my life. Right. And so, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, from that point forward, it was just like all systems go like, if I was in the car, I was listening to books or podcasts, right? If I was at work, I had something real estate related going in my headphones. Like there was like, if I had downtime, I was absorbing real estate content. Just, I just, I found a passion for it that I didn't know was there. And I could see, like, I just knew that if I did this right, you know, things, things could be what I wanted them to be and more. And so um, I ended up buying my first property. Um, because at that point, I also decided, like, I was just going to start telling people that I was a real estate investor. I didn't, I didn't. Um, hold on, wait uh, a minute, wait, wait, hold on, time now. Mm -hmm. So before you had any properties, mm -hmm. you started telling people, hey, I'm an investor. Absolutely, man. I just wanted to put that energy out there that, like, mm -hmm. I wanted people to associate me with real estate and with buying rental properties. And, uh you know, uh, I'm just a firm believer in like, in life, you get what you give, right? You get what you put out. And so I just wanted to put it out there that that's what I do. I hadn't done it yet, but I knew I was gonna figure it out. And so I, uh, I did that. And that's how I got my first deal. A buddy of mine uh, heard I was buying real rental properties. He was in a tough situation. He had a house that he used to live in that he moved out of. And he let somebody from his church move into just to kind of help them out. They were building their credit. They needed to buy a house. He was like, look, just live here, pay the mortgage, get your credit straight. And then in a couple of years, I'll have to sell this house. Cause he, he moved out of it to save money. He lived on, on site at the, at the church property and he was saving the money cause he was going to buy this big plot of land that uh, somebody at the church was going to sell him. And so when it came time for him to buy this big plot of land, uh, he needed to sell his house to do so. And this guy wasn't ready to buy it yet. And so he said, hey, man, I got to buy this. I got to close by this state. I got to sell this house. Look, I'll sell it to you for this. If you can buy it, I heard you were buying rental properties. Would you buy this one? And I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but did you, so, so, you know, I'm thinking about the thousand dollars in the savings. Did you have, what were the, the steps to make that happen? Right. I, uh, I told him, yes, I would buy it. I did not tell him I didn't have any money to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Never do. That's, that's not really important at the time. Yeah, look, look, don't worry about how I'm gonna get. Just I got it. Just, just right. we'll figure it out. Um, but he was a buddy of mine, so we were we were all we were all good. And I, and I told him I was like, look, man, I'll, I'll, sure, I'll buy it. The numbers worked. I ran the analysis. It was a good property. He was he wanted to sell it to me for one fifteen. As it sat at the time, it was worth somewhere between one forty and one fifty. It was built in 2006, right? Brick, brick all the way around. Like it was just a decent, great rental property. And, uh, you know, because I knew them, I knew they took care of the home. So like, I just had, you know, it was just a good situation. Yeah. And so, yeah, to answer, <laughs> to answer your question, I, I, I knew nothing. So I started Googling like real estate contracts and I found some generic contract and we signed a real estate contract that said I was going to buy his house for, $115,000. And then 
I started talking to lenders and banks and found out that I was going to need like 15% down payment. And I was like, that's more than, th- that's more than a thousand dollars. You can't see them, but how much that's, is it? That's more than a thousand dollars. So, um, uh, I, I went through the the, the, the the thought process everybody goes would go through right like what can I sell like, <laughs> how can I how can I get my hands on twenty thousand dollars in the next thirty days so uh, I started looking at what I could sell like who I could borrow money from like I just was trying to find it any way or any place I could find it and I was coming up with nothing and so um, I ended up calling a buddy of mine. Uh, who was, who, he's my business partner now for, we own, we own about 25 doors together. And, uh, but this was before that. And uh, I was like, look, man, I want to buy this house. It's a good deal. I can't find the money. I was like, I know you probably, I know you've got the capital, you know, this, my buddy needs help. Maybe can you, can you at least close on it? Right. Like, I just want to help him at this point. Cause I can't figure out what I can do. And he gave me my first lesson in entrepreneurship, which was, he said, he said, look, man, it's a good deal. He said, I'll buy it. He said, but you need to figure it out. You need to figure out how to buy it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right? Like, right. Like, and, but, but like, that's like entrepreneurship 101, right? Like you're going to get the difference between successful entrepreneurs and, you know, other people is that entrepreneurs don't let things stop them. They, it's always like, it's always a mindset of how can I not, I can't, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we brainstormed and he was just like, you know, just throwing ideas. And I was like, he was like, can you sell some stuff? And I was like, not enough. He said, who can you borrow from? I was like, I don't know, not enough people. I can't pull enough together. And he was like, uh, do you have a 401k? And I was like, nah, but my wife does. And he was like, you can borrow against your 401k. And I was like, what? I never heard of that. And so uh, I, I spoke to my lovely, supportive, beautiful, amazing, fantastic wife. And I said, hey, what would you say if I wanted to borrow $20,000 out of your 401k to buy this rental property? And, um, you know, uh, She's had my back since day one, like never doubted me, even though she, I didn't know what I was doing. She just knew, she saw the passion. She was learning with me, listening to podcasts and reading with me. And so she was like, let's do it. <laughs> and so we called her employer and we took out the 401. I mean, it was literally days. Like the, I mean, it's your money, right? So you can, it's just, I was, I just didn't, I didn't know you could access it without having to pay fees because you're just borrowing, right? So you borrow against it, you pay yourself interest because it's your money. The Your employer takes the payments from your paycheck pre-tax. So it also reduces your taxable income. And uh, so we borrowed the money. I closed on the house. I kept the same guy in it. I raised his rent. And then I went from like wondering how to have a side hustle to get in a rent check just like that. And that's like, that's when I knew I had to, I had to figure out a way to, to scale that because it was the, the light bulb went off. Right. Right, man. I want to stop real quick. And so I know a lot of people listening may maybe have seen, you know, folks on TV that are investors. They may have even heard like Henry, I know Henry, you've been on like some 
some pocket like bigger pockets, like some pretty big podcasts talking, giving your story. And a lot of people may hear it and say, eh, Henry's just lucky, you know, nobody, that doesn't happen to anybody. But if you listen to the story that he just told, he said the first thing he did was started educating himself on what he wanted to do. He knew he wanted to, to get rental properties and start investing in real estate. So he started, he started educating himself and telling people that he was an investor. So it, it, it wasn't by chance that this deal just came out of the blue to him. It was because, you know, he, 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 he had that dream or had that thought when he got woke, you know, when he woke up out of his sleep, he educated right. himself, he networked and the deal came to him. And it was not luck that that happened because if he hadn't have done all those other things, his friend would have came to him, said, hey, do you want to do this? And he probably would have said, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Definitely I mean? Definitely manifested the... Um... Absolutely. It, absolutely, man. That's exactly I, I wrote I wrote something down yesterday because I was listening to a podcast on my drive home from my work trip. And I was like, yes, this is, this is like the summation of kind of that lesson. And it was... It's not about being in the right place at the right time. It's about being in the right place all the time, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, and so it feels like it feels like luck, right? Or it looks like luck to the outside person because yeah, somebody just came to me and said, do you wanna buy this house, right? But I positioned myself in a way that would allow me to be able to act on that deal if it came to me, right? I talked it up, I manifested it, it came to me and I was positioned to be able to do something about it. Even when I didn't think I was, right? Even when I couldn't find a way, I was still positioned to get it done because I had the circle of influence around me that could help me figure out how to do it even when I didn't know, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what, I, that's what I try to tell people is like, if you wanna do something, like if you wanna be successful at something, surround yourself with people who are doing it or have done it, right? Because if they've done it already, A, you know it's achievable because you're around people that have already done it. You don't feel like it's insurmountable because you're around people that have already done it. And then like when you run into issues or problems, chances are somebody in your sphere of influence has already faced a similar issue or problem and they can help you navigate it, right? It's gonna be that much easier to achieve your goals. If you wanna be a millionaire, the people around you better have a million dollars, right? Like that's, <laughs> that's the best way to get there. Um, Absolutely, man. But yeah, man, it's, it's, if you position yourself right, then um, when the opportunity knocks, right, you can answer. Yeah, the late, the late great philosopher, the urban philosopher, my guy <laughs> Nipsey Hussle. That's I right. You know, he said, <laughs> he said, you know, you know, Alicia, you know, I got to give a Nipsey reference like every time. <laughs> so, you know, he says something like, I know I messed it up, but, you know, luck is just being prepared when the opportunity comes. That's right. Yeah. Always you know, ready. Yeah, that's that's what lucky is. But anyway, I want to go um, back to something that um that I feel like is also key, um and we don't talk about it. We probably could do an entire episode on it. Um, but I love to talk about the so the sphere of influence, which is key. But you also have, and Andre, you can speak to this too. You also have a supportive partner. Amen. So how 
how important, I mean, you pretty much laid it out, but if you could kind of just elaborate, even in, so that was your first time at the gate, right? So right. many more successful things have happened um, along the way. So how important um, is that for to an entrepreneur? And if it's not a partner, it can still be a, a family member that's close, someone who yeah. has a, a, a major place in their lives. I mean, for, for lack of a better term, it's everything, right? Like, um, I don't have, I don't ever have to worry that if I succeed or if I fail, that she's not going to have my back, right? That she doesn't support me in everything that I'm doing. And that gives you like, that gives you the space to be free. It gives you the space to create, right? It gives you the space to explore and take risks, Um uh, obviously educated calculated risks <laughs> but but it gives you the space to do what you need to do without fear of you know some sort of uh, marital implications you know because of the the, the decisions that you're making um, and that I mean that's just it's it's been super it's been super helpful because I always know that like she's got my back like I can bounce any ideas off of her um, she'll tell me if I sound crazy, <laughs> right? Or if that's, I mean, she'll let me know, like, hey, I got your back. I don't know that that's a great idea. Here's why. Like, she's not telling me don't go do it, but she's telling me, hey, here's the concerns that I have. Let's talk them out, right? And, you know, that level of support is, is you know, one of the keys to all of our success. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, so, so Henry, I want to, I want to get back. So you talked about that first deal. Um, and so you mentioned earlier, you got what, 65, 66 units right yes, now. Sir. How long did it take you to accumulate that portfolio? Oh uh, man, it took, I mean, like I said, I just closed on, I trolled on a triplex last week and closing on one more tomorrow. So I'm, I'm constantly buying. So, uh, you know, every bit of that, three and a half years. I think by the end of the first year, we had gotten to 25 doors. Um, and then by the end of the second year, we were at 40, 40 some odd doors. So um, you're on the grind, Henry. You're on the grind, brother. That, yeah. Man, that's so awesome. I'm hearing this and, and I'm just soaking this up because I... If someone would tell me that, hey, Dre, in three and a half years, you can accumulate over 60 units, I'd probably tell them, yeah, that's kind of correct. That's far-fetched. That's yeah. far-fetched. I mean, you know, let's be realistic. But you're telling me that you did that. Mm -hmm. And that's that's just a, that's just powerful to me, just hearing you say that. Because I thought you were going to say something like 10 years or something. No, man. I, you know, it's uh, uh, I learned early – so uh, as when I started telling people I was an investor, you know, I just wanted to surround myself again with investors. I wanted to be around like-minded people. I wanted to be around people who were doing it. Um, and that meant that I was going to different real estate investor meetups, associations, any place where investors in my area were meeting, like I was there. And um, one, to learn from people, two, the networking and the relationships um and 
what I, the, the theme I noticed across all these meetings that I was going to was everybody was saying, hey, I'm an investor. I got X, Y, and Z number of deals or doors. Um, it's just getting hard. It's just so hard to find good deals. It's hard to find good deals. I want to buy, but I can't find good deals. Like everybody was saying that. And so in my brain, I was like, cool. If I can find the deals, I got a room full of people I know that want those deals. And so to me, that was that was comforting because it was limiting my risk, right? Because I knew if I can buy good deals, I got exit strategies, right? And so I built my business around finding good deals. And then um, because I knew if I could, if I could always find a deal that was under market value, then I knew I would never have a problem making money again. Um, and so that's how I build my business. And uh, I, you know, I tell people I'm, I'm a buy and hold investor for sure, but I'm more of a deal finder. I find deals, I pick and choose the ones I want, I sell the rest. Um, and that's, that's just how I've been able to grow so quickly. That and then being able to, uh, to find a way to get all these deals financed without having to use all my capital. So if you can find great deals and you can finance those deals without having to use all of your money, then you can scale as fast as you want. You can, you can scale as fast as the deals come. That, so, so, so kind of expound on that. So what, what are some of the things, I mean, I want to give, want to give up all your secrets, but <laughs> what are some of the things you've done to, you know, to not use your own capital to fund these deals? Yeah, man. Those are the, those are the, so if you, you know, you talk about side hustles, real estate's my side hustle. And then my, you know, the courses that I've created are, are kind of like my second side hustle, but the courses were born from uh, the two biggest problems that I found with uh, new investors, which is being able to find deals that are going to be profitable and then being able to finance those deals without costing you all your money. Right. And so I, once I, I started doing consultations, right? Just trying to help people as much as I could. And the, the, those were the two questions I would get. How are you finding deals? How are you financing deals? How are you finding deals? How are you financing deals? So those are the two courses that I created, right? More born from a necessity to solve, to help people understand, like, these are the ways that I did it. And um, they're not, it's not, you know, they're not, you know, super duper, super secret, like strategies. It's just, um, uh you know, kind of what I learned. And so I use small local banks to fund my real estate deals. Um, I, when I first found that deal that, that Marina we were talking about, I had to figure out a way to finance it. And so I talked to hard money lenders. I talked to, you know, big banks, small banks. And I just found that the small local bank, I was lucky enough that that same business partner knew a guy at a small bank, knew that one of the presidents at a small bank. And he was like, just go talk to him. And I was like, all right. So I went and talked to him. And that's when I learned about like small banks have loan products that are designed for real estate investors. They're designed to fund most of your deal and fund repairs and rehabs that you need. So you can get a loan from a small bank. They'll finance somewhere, anywhere between uh, 80 and 90% of the purchase price. And then they'll fund 100% of the rehab costs Right. And so all you got to bring is your 10 to 15 to 20% down payment to the table. And then you get your whole deal financed. You know, that's a whole lot better than if you're going to go out and, and buy a property, you know, with a traditional loan, you're going to pay 20% down. And then if you need to rehab it, you've got to come up with that rehab money on your own. It's, it's really expensive. Right. And so 
with this deal, with these types of loans, all you really need to do is come up with the down payment. And then with, um, with these types of loans, they're not as uh, strict as like a conventional or FHA loan, because you know, when you go get a conventional or an FHA loan, they want to know where's all your money, where is it coming from? It needs to be in your account for so long before you do anything else. Don't even look at buying a soda, right? Until you close on this house or, or right, or you can't buy the house, right? It's not like that with commercial loans. So you can, you can then borrow your down payment from somewhere else. And so you can use a series of different types of loans and you can finance a deal at 100%. And then sometimes there's things you can even do to work with that bank and they'll finance 100% of the deal for you, right? It just depends on uh, you know, the price point you're buying the house for versus what the house is worth. And if they, if they know that you can do what you say you're going to do. Um, so that's kind of the method. Those are some of the things that I teach in my, in my course, there's a course called how to finance deals with little to no money out of pocket. Um, that's what I teach there. And then I have a course, a beginner's guide to finding great real estate deals. So that course is literally like, that's what I tell people like that course is that's what I do. Like, like I don't do anything in that. I don't do, I don't teach anything in that course that I'm not currently doing or haven't done in the past. Like, so I can, I can vouch for its effectiveness because it's what I do. Um, I'm more of like a real estate, you know, deal finding old school guy. I don't, I don't do all the super duper new fancy text message blasts and, and uh, you know, you know, ringless voicemail. Like I don't do any of those things. I just do the old school, direct mail, cold calls, that kind of stuff, and uh, just consistent with it. Okay, well, you want to look, I, I have to say this, because I did get a text today um, mm. asking if I was my grandmother, who had been <laughs> deceased for 11 years, and had her address and everything, and was asking mm -hmm. if they could buy her home, which is mm -hmm. currently uh, occupied by my aunt. And I'm like, <laughs> where did you even get this information? Yep. It's out there, Alicia. Text me all the time, but it was it was granted it got me. I just right. that, that one was a new one. <laughs> I want to go back when I go back, but kind of shift gears. I'm sure we'll come back to actually how you do what you do. But mm -hmm. let's talk about balancing your full time and this, which is actually your passion. Um, mm -hmm. so I know for me. Um, when I've had and, and still do, and I consider it my passion. And so it's, it pretty much stays with me all the time. But sometimes I do have to, it's kind of like a switch that you have to flip on and off, you know, when you're in your full time doing that. And then with those two things that you do being fairly different, how do you balance the two? And that could be with time or you know, these kind of mental switches that we kind of have to do sometimes to make sure that we're effective in both. Yeah. Um, so I think that with real estate investing, there's, uh, uh, I think people think it takes longer than it does to, to be a real estate investor. Uh, you know, there's only a few things that actually take time, the rest, um, you can either, there's, there's so much technology out there now that kind of takes care of a lot of this for us that, that you don't have to spend a bunch of time. And so, um, so the things that take time for me are um, answering calls from sellers, right? But even that's still only a minute or two on the phone. It's not long. It's just, you can't control when someone calls you, right? So it can be at any time of the day. Um, 
the other things that take time are going to look at properties, you know, when I'm going to go evaluate a property and then make an offer. Um, and then on the management side, because I manage all of my rentals myself as well. So the things that take the most time when I'm managing properties are showing vacant properties to potential tenants. Um, and uh, that's really it. Like those are the things that take a lot of time. The rest of the things can usually be handled with an email, text message, or quick phone call. And so it doesn't take a ton of time. Um, and what I kind of tell people is like, you, in the beginning, you're gonna have to figure it out, right? In the beginning, it's gonna be a struggle. You're gonna be spending a lot of time um, doing these different things until you figure out either a system that you can use that can take care of some of those things for you, or you figure out how to get efficient at the things that you're doing. I remember, you know, for reference, my, my pops, he owned a, a barbecue restaurant when we were growing up. And I remember like the first week we opened, like we would close at like seven and then we wouldn't leave the restaurant until like 10, 11, 12 o'clock because there's all these things you got to do after you close to get, you know, get everything where it needs to be and then prepped for the morning um, so that you can be ready to go in the morning. And that first week, it just took hours. And I just, we just remember, I remember like my dad talking about like, man, we can't, this can't, this can't be how it is. And then like within a few weeks, like you close at seven, you out the door by seven fifteen, right? You get, you figure out the processes and the things and you get, you get your, you set your things up. Uh, you know, systems in place so that you can be more efficient. And so I'd say on the beginning, like just, you're going to have to expect, you're going to spend some time, you have to make some sacrifices with your time. But once you start to learn what you're good at, what you're not good at, and what you can build a system for or buy a system for, right, <clears throat> um, then you'll start to shrink that time down. And so like, you know, I tell people anything that you're doing that you don't want to be doing, like just write down the steps like write down the steps and things that it takes to do it and then hire a virtual assistant to do it. Hire your cousin, your mama, your friend, your brother, somebody, right? Everybody's out of work because of COVID right now. Somebody needs some help, right? Like write down the systems so that you can then have somebody step in and do it if you don't like doing it. Um, or look for a piece of, there's so much free software out there right now yeah. that, that you can use and leverage to kind of take care of some of these things. Uh, <clears throat> and so that's what I do. I, I, I remember on my, on my rental business, we had gotten to like five units. And, you know, at that point, like, I was just like, you want to pay me to live in my place? Like, pay, however you need to pay me, like you pay, just get, give me the money. Like you want to write me a check? Cool. Want to bring me some cash? Cool. Like, however I got to get it. Like, and then I realized quickly that like at five units with people doing that, like, you know, every time somebody pays you, that's not in a system, you're creating two more tasks for yourself because you now have to document when that money came, how much money it was, right? Was it enough to cover the rent? If not, then you got to be able to charge them a late fee if that comes into play. Then you got to take all that to the bank, right? And it was just like all these chores. And I was like, nah, I can't. So I, I have a property management system. It's free. I use cozy.co, cozy.co is the website. It's free and I put it in my lease that all my tenants have to pay me in Cozy and that's just eliminated several steps because now I get paid in Cozy. Cozy automatically deposits it into my bank account. Cody, Cozy automatically knows how much their rent is. So if they didn't pay enough, it knows how much they're short. It knows, 
you know, after the fifth, they get charged a late fee. I don't have to do that. It just automatically does it. So there's several things and steps that were taken out of that process by just using a piece of free software. Free software. Yeah. Don't, don't think don't think I'm not about to look into coaching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely about to do it. So man, um, this is this has just been a lot. This has been um, the journey that you've had, and it's crazy that it's only been what three and a half years. I guess I, I'm sure it's longer than that from when you first started, kind of the right. education process. But three and a half years from when you first got that first property, um, it's it's just. This, this is an awesome um, story that you have to tell, uh, man. So I guess tell us some of the, you know, if you've had any obstacles along the way, um, give up a couple of those. I know it hadn't always been smooth sailing for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I would tell people that the, the, you know, the finding and funding deals aside, right? The toughest part of the business um, outside of those things are um, finding good contractors and then managing contractors and making sure that if you're buying properties that need a renovation, that you're, you're, you're finding a good contractor and you're not overpaying and you're getting things done uh, in a timely manner. That part has been difficult. And so I would tell people to, um, uh, again, there's, a, there's value in being in and around other investors all the time. Um, so you wanna talk to the other investors in your groups or meetups or circles. And if you're not in any of those then you need to be in them, right? And a lot of them are just meeting on Facebook or meeting virtually right now. So it's a whole lot easier to even get in some of these groups, right? But start talking to people about who they're using for remodels and renovations, um, and, you know, recommendations from other investors word of mouth goes a long way to finding good contractors um, rather than having to find them on your own um, and then uh, try to try to know you know I've, I've learned quickly that having a scope of work or just a general idea of a scope of work to provide to a contractor on the front side saves a lot of time and headache and so it doesn't have, I know scope of work sounds like something fancy and, and detailed, but it's not. For me, it's literally a Word document and I put the room, like master bedroom. This is what I want down the master bedroom. New ceiling fan, paint the walls this color, paint the trim this color, this kind of flooring, right? Bathroom, new vanity, 36 inches, new mirror, you know, 28 inches, right? New toilet, you know, subway tile tubs around and uh you know just super duper high level room by room these are the things i want in the renovation so that a contractor when i'm when i'm when i'm looking for a contractor to do a job i can send that on the front side and say hey take a look at this this is the kind of work i'm going to want to get done that way they know what's the size of the prize before they even get there they have an idea of what it might cost before they even get there right they may look at that job and go hey that's not worth my time it's too small or they may look at that job and go hey that's way too much for me i don't have the guys for this right you're going to save yourself a lot of headache or uh, in time um and it kind of shows that you know you you know what you're talking about right it's going to help people not want to try to take advantage of you um, because you got your ducks in a row. Um, the other tip I would give people is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to pay for bids. Um, you know, to, to me, if a contractor is charging you for his bid, then 
his bid is going to be good because it's a service that he's providing versus just somebody who's going to come give you a free bid. So you can, uh, I found that the bids that you pay for are a little are more accurate to what the actual costs end up being. Um, and then he values his time, right? Somebody who values their time enough to know that I just can't come give you a free bid. I'm, I'm busy. I got jobs. I got customers. You want me to come out, it's going to cost you money, right? And at the end of the day, if you're going to run, if you're going to have a $50,000 remodel, who do you want managing that job? The guy who values his time enough to charge you 60 bucks just to give you a bid or the Joe Schmo who's like, you know, scratching down Absolutely. some stuff, scratching down some stuff on the back of a, on the back of a piece of paper while he's walking there with you. Right. Like, yeah. so, you know, professionalism is important. So, so just some, some lessons I've learned from, from paying people and then running away with my money. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yes. It's super valuable. So for those listening and interested in real estate, I mean, you've given a ton of tips from having, if you have a partner, spouse, person, mama, daddy, whoever, having somebody supportive in, in your life, kind of manifesting what it is you want to do. And I do want to highlight the education piece. Um, you didn't just wake up one day. Well, you kind of did wake up one day, yeah, but then you didn't take the next step and, you know, you know, didn't jump out, out there without um, having educated yourself, surrounding yourself of, around the people, your sphere of influence. I love the scope that's of it. work. I live by scoping the work that I do. So I'm, that's my number one question yeah. was scope of work. You know, you gotta let me know right. what's going on. So expectations can be set and you even gave a free tool. So with all of that, um, this scratches out my usual question, which is a piece of advice you've given several. So <laughs> what what's on the horizon for you and your businesses, the course, the actual yeah. state? Yeah. So for me, um, you know, buying, buying real estate never stops, right? That's, that's been my goal from day one is to acquire um, as many assets as I can. I, you know, I, everybody asks me when, what, what's your number? I don't have a number, man. I, you know, if, if there's anything I've learned from working for this, this fund who buys large apartment complexes and they own 10,000 doors, right? Like, you know, <laughs> Like, like uh, uh, I'm, I'm a small fish in a big pond. There's so many more levels to this, right? And I don't know, you know, I'll know when God tells me that that's enough, right? Then I'll, then I'll stop. Um, uh, so for me, I'm going to continue my marketing to find good deals. I'm going to continue to accumulate doors and uh, I'm going to continue to build courses, right? And so my business model with the courses, like I'm not, like my courses are cheap. <laughs> I, I guess I shouldn't use the word cheap. My courses are inexpensive, right? And, they're economical. Right. They're, they're but different. but they're inexpensive and affordable for a reason, right? I feel like as a as a as a real estate investor, as a black real estate investor, right, this this financial um this financial IQ, this financial education information isn't aren't things that we're taught, right? They're not things that we're taught in our communities, they're not things that we're taught in our schools, right? And like once I started learning this stuff and i was just like like this is a cheat code like people need to know how to do this stuff and even if it's not real estate but just just the financial education that i've had to learn in order to be successful in real estate like has been invaluable and so uh, all that to say is I, I feel i feel a responsibility to share that with as many people and to you know um 
If I don't know you personally, I feel a responsibility to share it with you. If I know you personally, I'm dragging my friends kicking and screaming with me. Like, I don't care if you're ready to know this or not. I'm gonna keep beating you across the head with it until you, <laughs> until you figure out that there's some things you need to do and make a change and, and you can really change the course of your life. And so for the courses, um, I'm gonna continue to put the courses, but they're inexpensive. So I charge 50 bucks for each of my courses and I run sales literally all the time, like, you know, 50% off sales and things like that. Um, I'm giving all your listeners a super discount on the, on the courses. So, um, uh, awesome. uh, thank you so much. Take advantage. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to put the, the link out there in the course and the, the show notes or whatever you want to do, if they use code, uh, M A N E, they can get, all my courses for $20 instead of 50. Um, but I'm going to continue to, so then I'm going to, the next course I'm building is, is about, um, how to find good contractors and then how to work with those contractors. And so my, uh, my business partner that I own 25 doors with, he also saw that same issue, but he has a strong construction background. And so he went and now he has a hustle where he has a construction business. And so he does renovations and remodels. So now he went from needing to find good contractors to being a good contractor, right? And so now he has this unique perspective as both an investor and a contractor. And so I'm working with him to help me build a course for, for investors, beginning investors to know how to find contractors and how to work with contractors. And so that'll be the next course that we're gonna do. Um, and so we're just going to continue to try to put education out there at a, at a, at a super affordable price for people. Um, but, you know, I, you know, <laughs> again, maybe things I should or shouldn't say, but, you know, you don't have to buy courses to be successful, right? I didn't buy any courses and I think I've done fairly well, right? All a course is, is somebody taking the information that's out there all over the place and organizing it in one small package for you to save you time, right? That's like anything that you're going to do. I tell people in, in, when they're finding deals too, like you can find deals quickly or you can find deal, you can find deals quickly that cost you money, or you can find deals that take you a while that you have to do a bunch of legwork for. You're always going to pay for convenience. Right. And so, you know, I'm trying to provide value and convenience. If that's something you want to partake of, you know, I'm trying to do it in a way that's going to be super valuable to you, but you don't have to do that. You can go out and use Google and YouTube and podcasts and, 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 you know, things like you, what you guys are doing and you can get the education for free. Um, it, it, it might just take you a little longer yeah, to get started. Years. Yeah, it might just take you a little longer, but that, that's okay. That might be the speed somebody needs to go at, right? Like, like um, you know, so uh, all those options are there. That awesome. is absolutely awesome. So, hey, man, we, we're going to, hey, once again, I want to just thank you for hopping on with us, man. It's been so much value you've added um, for our listeners, man. I know I appreciate it. I know they're going to appreciate it when they hear this. Um, so before we, before we end it, man, tell everybody where to find you, uh, where to find the courses, um, yep. any other information. Yeah, absolutely. The courses can be found at www.gumroad.com slash independence, I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-C-E. 
Um, I've got two courses and then, uh, so you can buy them separately or I have a combo course that can that just gives you access to both courses at, at once. If you, uh, there's also a free, uh, a free course out there. The free course is, it's called how to talk to sellers. It's, it's like the list of questions that I ask sellers when they reach out to me about purchasing their home. Um, uh, I give you the list. I give you uh, a, a lead sheet that you can download that has those questions so that you can start, you can take down the answers and, and have that information um, uh, documented uh, and all that's for free. The how to talk to sellers course is it's a chapter from my how to find deals course. Um, but it's just out there to kind of give people like, Hey, if you just want to try it before you buy it kind of thing, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a free, a free chapter from one of my courses, but I wanted even that free course to be, to have value on its own. Right. So even if you got the free course and you never bought another paid course, there's value in that free course. Right. It's just, it's, it's, you know, I want to, I want to provide as much value as I can for people. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at, at independence realty group. Um, I N D E P E N D E N C E R E A R E A L T Y G R O U P. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at that name. Um, and uh, yeah, man, that's that's it. You can if you can find me there. I'm I'm always putting free content on my Instagram and on my TikTok. I'm not dancing. Sorry, there's no dances. Hey, just hey, <laughs> hey look, I meant, to, I meant to I meant to talk about that earlier, man. Y'all y'all gotta follow Henry. He's got some of the best like. I, I don't have TikTok, but on mm -hmm. Instagram, mm -hmm. you know, he posts some of the TikTok videos on Instagram. Yep. yep. They're so creative, man. They're all, you know, they're about real estate investing, but they're yep. like, it'll be like a busted challenge for like a <laughs> property <laughs> or something like that. It's, it's, it's just some cool stuff. Y'all got to check it out. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, well, we can't wait. And once again, thank you so much for the uh, promo code. We'll make sure to push that out. Um, so people can take advantage of that. So we Yep. I try to I try to answer the majority of my DMs. So if you wanna if you want to chat with me, you can shoot me a DM. Um uh tips. Uh self-education is key, right? If you want help, try to educate yourself enough to know what you want to ask, right? It's tough to answer questions like, hey, how do I get started? <laughs> but you know, but if you have a, a, a pointed question or, or or a question with some some context behind it that shows that you've done enough research to know what you want to ask, then um, I try my best to answer as many of those as I can. Uh, so please, please, uh, you know, reach out if you need it. Absolutely, thank you, man. Thank you so much, Henry. We really appreciate it. Hey, I enjoyed it, man. I love. I can talk real estate all day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Hey, I'm I'm gonna be taking the course. Don't worry. I'm all right. All right. Hey, you know you know how to reach me. Yep, absolutely. Make sure you subscribe to the pod on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media at Main Side Hustle. Thanks for listening, man.